You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Labine, only on the BetQL Network. Yo, what I've learned the most about this UFC London card, because I've been, you know, hosting this radio show and trying to watch the card out of the corner of my eye, is that Michael Bisping wears a lot of hair product. And look, I wish I had any hair whatsoever. I would love to be able to have enough hair to wear hair product, but... Goodness gracious, that is a stiff head of hair. Welcome back. You, into- you don't know that. I mean, that's just, he could be doing a dab of pomade, dude. Like, when's the last time you used some pomade? It's been about a decade, but that's not pomade. That's at least a bottle and a half of, like, the good stuff that you have to, like, specially order online. I'm not against it. Again, I wish I could do it anyway. He's got good hair. He's in Miami. He's Brendan Tobin. I'm bald. I'm in Kansas City. I'm Sean Levine. And let's welcome on now a guy with a great goatee. He is MMA Kelton. You can follow him at MMA Kelton. So uh, how's your day going as far as the gambling? Before we talk about your Aspinall and Blades bet coming up, are you making any money on this UFC London card? So right now I'm plus one point. Zero six units, something like that. I had a underdog shot in Kyle Nelson. He came out, he won the first round, but he did what he usually does. He uh, he slowed down, and Jai Herbert did his thing. That I took the L on that one. Then I had a nice little parlay of Patty Pimlet, Mokayev, and Nate Wood that came through for me. And now I just got Aspinall left. Did you? Uh, so speaking of Patty Pimlet, MMA Kel, what did you think of his uh, performance? You know, a lot of pressure on this guy. A lot of scrutiny is going to come with every time he steps in the cage. But, you know, like you you go and you do that and and, and do it in creative fashion. I mean, guy's star looks like it's just going to continue to rise after something like that. Yeah, man, it makes sense that you asked me that question because I had like three or four people DM me right after the fight. What do you think of the performance? Because, you know, I was talking him up big in this spot all week. I thought Levitt was an excellent stylistic matchup for him. And, yes, Levitt did have some control time, but – Patty pretty much neutralized everything he had to offer. He even finished the the round real strong there at the end. It's funny. All three judges actually scored it unanimously for uh, Patty Pimblett. I don't know if that has to do with the fact that the fight's in London, but uh, yeah, all three judges gave him the first unanimously, and then he came out and got a awesome finish in the second round. So I give it a, a B plus. What do you think this does for Patty? Obviously his star is on the rise, but what are we talking about kind of next and within, let's say, the next calendar year for the batty? Man, fights like these, uh, showcase fights, like put them in Europe, uh, put them in places he'll be popular. I mean, you got to give him a little bit of a step up as time goes on. We, we can't give him like the bottom of the barrel, Kazula Vargas type guys forever. Um, I saw somebody say Claudio Puelas as a possible next opponent. 
Um, I could see something like that. Definitely the stardom blows up more than anything. Um, but I'm really impressed by his jujitsu, man. I think he's a really good uh, BJJ grappler. Like I said, negated pretty much everything Levitt, who in his own right is a very good BJJ grappler, uh, negated everything from him. And then the way he had that arm trapped and was able to finish the choke, it was beautiful stuff. Um, yeah, I, I like Patty a lot, man. I feel like we're at a point where he's kind of underrated because like everyone is talking, oh, this guy will never be top 15. This guy will never be this, that. And he's at the point where he's kind of getting disrespected, man. Uh, and I'm a I'm a big fan. I think he uh, can win some more fights. Uh, so coming up in this uh, main event, which will uh, be sh- coming up shortly between Tom Aspinall and Curtis Blades. This is a fascinating matchup to me. You know, every time Tom Aspinall steps in there, it's a question of like, you know, is he is this going to be the fight where he has to get dragged into deeper waters? What's it going to be like when he deals with some resistance? Uh, is Curtis Blades the guy to do that, uh, or is Aspinall just that dude? Like we've we've seen him be so impressive in such short work, um, and Curtis Blades has been there and done that with everybody. Yeah, he has devastating losses uh, to the champ and to Derek Lewis, but he also has very impressive wins and has been been doing it in this division for a very long time. So, just I guess your overall thoughts on the the main event and especially uh, what are the biggest challenges Aspinall faces against Blades. Yeah, I mean, it's that wrestling. Curtis Blades is one of the best wrestlers we've seen in the heavyweight division. However, I feel like that hasn't worked at once he, once Curtis, that is, reaches the highest level of the rankings, like you're in Ganus, um, guys like that that can, you know, the overall MMA game, I guess what I'm trying to say here is going to be too much for Curtis Blades. Like Aspinall, I love his boxing. He's a legit BJJ black belt in his own right. I've seen him negate some you know, some good wrestling in the past. Like, I think he has all the tools to, to win this fight. And it's funny. A lot of people are bringing up the fact that Curtis blades has been that five round distance before has that experience and Aspinall doesn't. But if you really think about it, blades has only been to the fifth round once and it was against Volkov and Volkov actually gave him big problems in that fifth round. I believe he took it unanimously, almost finished Curtis blades. So like, you're going you're gonna to bring up that fifth round as a reason why uh, five rounds is an advantage for Curtis Blades. I don't buy it. Um, I know um, Aspinall, he, you know, he, he slowed down a little bit in the Arlovsky fight, but like, firstly, he, he went off on like a 50-punch combination, and he finished him in the second round anyway. So I don't buy some of the narratives. I, I think Tom Aspinall's the truth, and he's about to make a statement here. But um, it, I'm, I'm not about to be cocky about it. Blades wrestling is nothing to... Nothing to look down upon. It's serious, so we'll see. Some of the best in the division, although the top of the division right now is completely crowded and messy with the whole Nganu situation. And do we even know if he wants to come back and fight? When's he going to be healthy? We're talking with MMA Kelton, at MMA Kelton on Twitter, joining us on Out, Brendan Tobin, and I'm Sean Levine. Let's talk about a couple of the other fights that were announced this week. Nate Diaz versus Hamzad Chemaev, like, how surprised are you that that's the final fight on Nate's contract? Uh, I'm not surprised at all. I feel like the UFC is trying to uh, put put the nail in the coffin of Nate Diaz's uh, UFC career. You know, Nate wants his last fight so he can, you know, scoot on out, do other things. And the UFC is saying, well, this is the fight you have to take. And it's pretty obvious this is the one they've been working on for a while, too. I don't know if you guys remember when uh, that leaked backstage picture came out where they had uh, Chemayev Nate pinned for, I think, International Fight Week or maybe even a card before that. But this is clearly one they've been working on for a while, and 
why not? Why not give Nate D or why not give Hamzat Chamayev a huge name like Nate Diaz to go on to his record? Makes complete sense to me. Obviously, the betting odds are going to be ridiculous, but as far as the fight coming together, it makes sense to me. Uh, a fight that did have ridiculous odds the last time uh, it came around was Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes won. And Juliana shocked the world, man. No, you know, not many people uh, gave her a chance, probably outside her family, of winning that fight. They're doing it again next week. How uh, are you liking this one swinging? Do you think that she gets it done again? Do you buy into the idea that Amanda was a little bit burnt out? Do you think she's past her prime? How? What, what, what do you uh, like going into this rematch next week? It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I do kind of buy into the fact that Amanda was getting a little burnt out. You know, she had just recently started a family. There really wasn't much left to prove anymore. Double champ, greatest women's fighter of all time. Probably underestimated Juliana Pena a little bit, so... I kind of feel like it. I feel like if Amanda was really completely done, she probably just would have called it a career after that fight. But the the fact that she wants to come back and avenge that loss, that shows me that she will be more motivated this time. And skill for skill, you, it's kind of hard to not pick Amanda Nunes in this fight. But you look at the betting odds; uh, they're they're not as wide as last time. But you're still getting like plus two hundred odds on Juliana Pena. So. If you want to take the more motivated fighter with probably a lot more left to give in the sport, I don't mind the the big underdog, Sean and Pena, once again. But from a pure pick perspective, it's hard for me to pick against Amanda Nunes. I mean, if she comes in here motivated, we, we know what she can do. The, the serious BJJ black belt, the power. I mean, she's the GOAT for a reason. But I'm um, looking forward to it very much to see what happens. The numbers I'm looking at right now, Juliana Pena coming off a win plus 230, Amanda Nunez, minus 275 for the Lioness. So it is an interesting one to see how the money comes in next Saturday night. We're breaking down a little fight talk with MMA Kelton, at MMA Kelton joining us here on the BetQL Network. So you talk about playing the underdog money. Sean O'Malley versus Piotr Jan, another one that I guess I was kind of surprised to see announced. O'Malley, a more than 3-1 to underdog. Would he maybe be worth a play? 
Yeah, I mean, if I had to bet a side right now, I'd rather bet Sean O'Malley plus 350 than Piotr Jan in that minus 500 range. So, yeah, I mean, it, Sean O'Malley, the, the one thing that stands out to me with him is just how dang big he is for that weight class and the reach. And, I mean, he can, th- that reach is a problem for a lot of guys. And Piotr Jan, as impressive as he's been, I kind of feel like stylistically O'Malley can give him problems on the feet. Like, I feel like this line is so inflated uh, due to the fact that most people are, you know, think Peter Jan is one and one against the current champ. And this is obviously a massive step up for O'Malley, but I don't think you should underestimate the skills of Sean O'Malley. The dude is a very serious boxer, gets better every single time. Um, another reason the uh, the Pedro Munoz fight wasn't exactly awe-inspiring, but the fact is Pedro Munoz didn't land a single head strike in that fight. Sean O'Malley was checking every single leg kick. Um, yeah, it was a little boring, and it ended in a no contest, but... I mean, O'Malley is getting a, a rightful, deserved step up, in my opinion. Yeah, from a pure pick, I'm going to go with Piotr Jan, but dang, those odds are kind of sweet, man. Especially since um, Piotr Jan has a tendency to kind of give up minutes in fights. Like, I kind of feel like the minutes are going to be won by the, the rangier fighter here. It's just a matter of, is Piotr Jan going to land powerful enough strikes to sway the rounds? Can he get takedowns? Very, very interesting fight, man. It, it stands out a lot closer to me than the current odds indicate. We were just uh, talking about before you hopped on here, I remember Kelton about the uh, the Islam Makachev and Charles Oliveira matchup. Islam's a favorite. I don't get it. Um, I get that he's buddies with the Khabib. We, we haven't seen him uh, do it against anybody. The caliber of a Charles Oliveira. And, and I, I say this as somebody who was late to the Charles Oliveira party. Like I, you know, I was very much on that. He's got to show me. He's got to show me. But he keeps showing me. So quickly, we got about, you know, 30 seconds here. Is it crazy that Islam is a favorite in this matchup? No, I don't think it's crazy. I mean, I don't think it's crazy either way. Like this is a true pick and fight in my eyes. Like it's really, truly... You know, this is almost like the fight that we kind of got with uh, Habib and Tony Ferguson, where you see one guy with a massive wrestling upside, but then the other guy has all the under, other intangibles, like the super dangerous striking, the super dangerous BJJ. So, I mean, it's just a matter of, is Charles going to be able to stop uh, the wrestling from Makachev, or is he going to be able to catch him along the way? It's it's really super intriguing. I think it's so close to call. Uh, the fight's in Abu Dhabi, which uh, I, I think that's notable. I think that might be part of the reason why Islam is the favorite. Um, judges tend to like those uh, the fighters from that region of the world over there. So we'll see. Great fight, though. That is, that is MMA Kelton joining us here on Tapped Out. You're locked into the BetQL Network. <laughs> 